Welcome to Different from the Other Kids, a weekly talk show for parents of challenging children. With your host, Angela Sunis, author of the Amazon best-selling book, Different from the Other Kids. Each week, Angela will interview an individual or professional within the mental health community. Different from the Other Kids. Season 2, production of Marketing Navy Agency. Hey everybody, welcome again to another episode of Different from the Other Kids. We are in for a wonderful time today in listening to what is really an important story, one that might change things for a lot of parents. We truly have a story of uh, some great hope here with a young man who has volunteered to come forward and share his story with us and I am very grateful and on behalf of the parents I want to give him a shout out and a thank you very much uh, right now. His name is Atticus. My name is Angela and I am your host for today of our podcast. This interview is the epitome really of hard work with your mind. Atticus has worked constantly, consistently, and has been molding his mind into a positive, productive, and now very inspiring frame. He's, in my opinion, a modern-day mental health hero, but he would be really embarrassed if he ever heard me say that about him because he's very a very humble young man. So please join me in welcoming Atticus, and please listen to his story. It is one that I believe is going to be very helpful for a lot of people. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming, Atticus. Hi, 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 hi there. If you wouldn't mind, let's just start as a general intro okay. into Atticus. I don't know Atticus uh, very well. I've only met him uh, once before, and uh, I just want to get to know him a little bit. So, Atticus, how old are you? I'm 25. 25. Okay, great. And you're at school? Uh, yeah, I'm over at the, going to college right now for culinary management. Oh, culinary management. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, what made you get into culinary management? I've always liked cooking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I found when I was younger, I used to be a lot overweight. And oh. uh, this is going to be a long, like, you know, uh, no, go ahead. Really long story. But it's basically, I fell in love with understanding food and uh, being able to utilize it and make it into a lot of different things. And so I started cooking a lot. And I, just, I just have a natural interest. I think, you know, I remember when I was like eight years old, I was oh, really? screw, screwing around in the kitchen with my mom. So I've always liked cooking. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, now what do you cook? Uh, generally, I'm on a bit of a budget, so I don't go too crazy, but uh, just well-rounded meals, really. I like, I'm a big meat guy. So oh, I, me too. Yeah, so, you know, I like to uh, make a lot of uh, meat dishes. No, I don't really have, like, an ethnicity that I like the most or okay. anything. Just, although I do, like, how would you call it, uh, country-style cooking. Oh, yeah. Some people call it peasant food. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very just simple, hearty dishes. Right, I'm a big, okay. I'm a big, hearty guy. So, okay, a big, right. hearty guy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's great. Uh, do you use, um, like, is it more organic style, or is it, how close to the earth are you eating? Uh, I, I'm really big on eating organic. You are? And, uh, I, try I, to eat, I figured. I, I try to eat about 50% organic. Okay. You know, you know, I'll still go and buy a frozen pizza whenever, when I, you know, if I'm, you know, in a hurry or something. Yeah. But uh, I try to eat as raw as possible. And when I say raw, I mean without any added artificial flavorings or things like that. I'll do most things from scratch if I can. Okay, awesome. Yeah, even like stocks and things usually. So. Okay, cool. Okay, when you're not at school then and you're not cooking, because it sounds like you must do some cooking. Yeah. Um, what, what do you like to do in your spare time? Uh, I'm big into health and fitness. 
Okay. So you know, I have a, an injury right now, but uh, I'm, I I love working out, and uh, it's a big part of my life. I found that actually helped a lot with my transformation and okay. the way you know I view everything. So what kind of fitness do you do? Right now, I'm, I'm just doing body weight because of the injury. So oh, okay. a lot of uh, I'm actually getting into TRX. Yep. You know, my my mother actually had the bands. And oh, like, is that right? And I, originally, I saw them like, oh, these are just you know like uh, kind of wimpy things. Oh and, no. Yeah. And so actually, you know, I I, down, I had the disc and uh, I tried it, and it was actually I was actually impressed, and it's really good for sharpening core stabilization, which is I think people really neglect. They want to show muscles. They don't want to like you know look have their big biceps and everything, but they neglect the, the core stability and then they get injuries. Yeah, well, I got a bad back and I'll tell you it's absolutely all core related. Oh, yeah. No, so, you're, it, yeah, I think you're bang on. Yeah, no, and that's, uh, you know, I think, so it's really good for that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, and what else do you do in your spare time? So, you got fitness, you got food, you're in school, so it's already full. Yeah. So, so what else do you do? Uh, you know, I just have some friends we like to hang out. Right now, I'm just in a bit of, I think, a transition. Uh, with you know what I want to do, so I spend a lot of time you know reading, studying, trying to start a business. So it's a lot around that I think right now, just self-reflective kind of understanding what I want to do. So okay, cool. Now you say you want to start a business. What what is that? Uh, right now it's a catering catering business. I cool. like to do that. Um, you know, combine my uh, culinary and uh, eventually get into nutrition and do menu design. So have a business around specializing in nutritious meals and. Trying to find a niche market in that. Okay, good for you. Yeah. That's a that's that's a big undertaking. Yeah, I've always kind of liked that kind of thing. Okay, cool. Now you said um, or just a little bit earlier, you were saying that you also in your spare time you you listen to a lot of high performance uh, coaching. I yeah. guess it's probably the best way. But some people call them motivational speakers. I like the high performance end of things because self development. Self development, good. Yeah. 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 That's probably the, a greater way to put that. Right. So, how much time do you think you spend in a day lis listening? Because you said you're doing more audio than you are uh, reading, right? Yeah, I'm a big uh, fan of audio programs. Mm -hmm. uh, I find that you listen to them anywhere in the car. You know, when I was taking the bus, I would listen to a couple hours a day because I was always taking the bus between work and school. Mm -hmm. I probably listen to two hours a day of audio programs. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I drive to work an hour each way. And so, mm. easily two hours there. And depending where, where else, maybe even around the kitchen, if I'm cooking something, I can just listen to an audio program and just have it in the background, just giving me ideas. Yep. Food for thought. Good for you. That's um, how I clean my house and how I, <laughs> that's how I cook yeah. too. No, it's, uh, I just, I got, I got into audio programs probably about two years ago and I just, I'm just a fanatic with it now. Like everything I, I try to see, is there an audio program for that? Like yeah. Every book, I'm like, is there an audio for that? <laughs> so, uh, I think some people are maybe auditory learners. I think yeah, too. Uh, for so sure. I think I'm definitely uh, fall into that. I, I also think that there's a lot to be said for uh, people that commute. That they waste. There's a lot of wasted time there, and a lot of wasted time in your headspace. Sometimes you can get in your own headspace too much. Yeah. And I think it's important that we start, or that we drop good thought into our head yes and progressive thought yeah and achievement kind of thought stuff that's going to sustain you going forward not stuff that's you know in your own headspace you tend to oh god why did i say that when i was talking to so-and-so you tend to if you're if you're prone to any kind of negative self-talk right. yeah. i think you can get really in your own headspace oh well i know i was reading a, a statistic by deepak chopra I yes think, uh he just i think two years ago he uh, came up with a statistic that was saying i think uh, on average, the average person 
has, I think, uh, 1,500 or 16,000 thoughts a day, mm. and 90-something uh, percent of them are negative. Yeah. So that really tells you, you know... It, so it's it, not just me. Yeah, no. <laughs> so there's a real... Uh, you can see the weight towards a certain energy that you have. And, you know, I, I find on the bus, I used to be on the bus, and that's time you could be using to do something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like why... It's about efficiency, I yes, guess, absolutely. and uh, using your time efficiently, and not letting it's it's a, it's a battle of you know positive thoughts versus negative thoughts, mm -hmm. and if you can spend a lot of your time being bombarded with good things, absolutely, uh, to help outweigh the negative, you can get more done, and you'll have a better you know, better outlook and everything. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, we're surrounded by so much negativity, so that's a big struggle for me is be conscious of it and try to move away from it. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. I, I'm I'm the same. And I guess it's a lot of negative self talk. It's also a lot of stuff that goes on in the news, I think. Yeah. You t I tend to get uh, caught up in stuff. And I, I was political fanatic for like the longest time, always studying what's going on in politics. And I just, right now, for about, since probably like February, I've really just tuned out completely. Because mm -hmm. I just found, you know, it's just, it's all this information. And I, I feel it's just being like, uh, being overloaded with things I can't use so much. So, you know, I'm just, that's what I'm saying about the shift. I'm kind of shifting yeah. my uh, view on what I got to do. I, th I think okay. also the, the filtering that goes on, the stuff that they're actually throwing at us as opposed to what is, is going on in bigger, broader perspective. Yeah. They're choosy about what it is that we're listening to. Yeah. And it's their filter. It's not our filter. Yeah. And that's, I find that difficult within the confines of yeah. news generally. Yeah. Whether it's CNN or... CP24, whatever oh, it happens yeah. to be, you, you, it, it's, it's their idea of what is news and doesn't necessarily constitute what's important to me. Uh, it generally isn't, mm -hmm. find, uh, to me at least. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm big into alternative news, so I'm always trying to find, you know, there's a lot of just random things on the internet you gotta you know, watch out for, but mm -hmm. uh, I'm always just trying to find things that find are more to the point, more truthful, less, you know, I find the smaller the guy is, the more willing he is to speak his mind truthfully and mm. less worried about, you know, all the baggage of his sponsors or, mm -hmm. you know, people judging him. And so I'm, I'm always trying to find those guys. Okay, good for you. Yeah. And so you're looking at the indie, I guess, is what they would call that. Indie, yeah. The, the indie, I, I called it the, the alternative. Alternative. Compared to the mainstream media kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Good for you. Okay, if you don't mind, we'll we'll uh, we'll start uh, covering probably a little bit of why I wanted to have the conversation with you. Cool. Um, I know when you were younger, you were one of those kids that struggled. Right. And that's it's really important, and I really appreciate you being here because I would love for you to have this conversation with me so that uh, parents can hear the conversation and to know um, uh, how exceptionally far you've come yeah. uh, from the struggle, struggle that you started with as a kid. Okay. Um, and I think, I think it's, I think what you've been able to do and what you've been able to accomplish on your own has been gigantic. So I wanted to have the conversation. Okay. So um, if I can ask you just from the beginning, how did you find, how did you find your childhood from your perspective, like from, from being a kid? Uh, you know, looking back, I kind of still have a, a bit of a, a negative uh, relation to it. You know, I kind of, have myself separated, you know, like that kind of wasn't me. Mm. You know, I have like that person and me kind of a uh, view of, you know, almost like that was a different, uh, it's interesting actually, it's almost like it was a different person. Wow. Um, and I think that's just the kind of space I think I needed. And I'm still, I'm trying to get over it to come back to be compassionate and for the, for myself as a younger uh, kid, but mm -hmm. I find uh, 
you know, it's uh, it can be hard. So I kind of distanced myself right uh, from that to uh, I guess protect. So it, it sounds as a child, it must yeah. have felt very traumatic. Yeah, you know, I don't have too many positive memories. Okay. Depending on you know, I, I think I you know there obviously is, but it's overwhelmed by just you know a lot of I think struggle uh, okay. that I had. So what what do you uh, looking back on it now, what would you think your struggle was? What was difficult? Was it your thought process? Was it wh how you presented to the world and how the how the world came back to you? I would say, you know, I was actually just reading, you gave me a couple of questions. Yeah. And so I was, I was thinking over the last couple of days and uh, it's, uh, it's interesting because I'm still, you know, kind of getting over a lot of things. You know, yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm still not, you know, where I want to be. Yeah. But, uh, well, we're all a work in progress. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um but I find a lot of it came down to, I think, uh, shame, mm. I think would be a big part of it, feeling shameful of, you know, my condition and my situation mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, trying to basically hide that and feeling a sense that I couldn't talk about it, uh, being kind of alone because okay. of that. So that was uh, an interesting thing I was kind of coming to. Mm -hmm. um, so realize. when did you, did, when did yeah. you, did you know, like from your first memory, did you, did you always feel a little bit different from other kids? Uh, you know, because you, you uh, I was thinking about that question, and I, I always, uh, I had a kind of knee-jerk reaction of, no, I'm not different. Nothing. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I like to always look at myself different in the positive way. Of course. Like, uh, unique traits. But I think there was a time, and uh, I think it comes back to when I was, you know, first put into a special ed class. Mm -hmm. I think it was grade six. Okay. Um, I just really felt that that was... Uh, a real clear difference between me and the other, and the other students, right. uh, the other kids. Right. You know, I would. I remember when when I was put in it, I uh, would. I'd have one class in the beginning where it'd be everybody uh, regular class, and then the second class would be I would be I'd go into a smaller group away from all the other the other mm -hmm. uh, students. Mm -hmm. And so then I'd uh, and later in the day I'd come back back to the regular classes. And it kind of, I, I kind of felt like try to pretend like oh you know I'm just, this is a different class like you know mm -hmm. downplay downplay it and you know not feel so different from right. them and uh, so I, I really remember that kind of feeling of you know being weird or being not understandable and like uh, just they wouldn't understand so just try to pretend you're not that person so yeah mm -hmm. I think that was when I first thought I was. Uh, different okay and wh yeah. why why were you put in that class did you have some learning challenges? uh yeah i just had difficulty focusing yeah. um i had a fair bit of anxiety um pressure i guess you know under pressure situations tests and things it was, it was grade yeah. six but it was still i found uh i remember grade six yeah so i can imagine you would too uh just issues focusing and uh anxiety okay now you did you go did you or your family go to seek help for any of that stuff because I, I know anxiety specifically can be very pervasive yeah and can make make can really challenge uh, a learning environment yeah I had a lot of difficulty with school doing tests and uh, studying and just basically schoolwork and yeah, yeah all around schooling and uh, I, my, my parents you know they got me a um, special ed you would call it um, not a counselor it'd be like a, a guide okay uh, so he was, you know, looking after me and a couple of students. So, you know, help us out and things like that. I would stay sometimes after school to do certain programs and things. Okay. Uh, to help, to try to help catch up. Okay. Did you ever, you did, did you go to doctors though? Like uh, specific? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, I, I, 
we went to yeah I, I I got I call it you know I went to the gambit the uh-huh. gambit of uh, the medical industry okay. for uh, you know seeing a psychiatrist a psychologist um, you know I went to sick kids hospital okay and uh, did a bunch of tests and all the you know the chart like the uh, uh, personality tests and oh, okay. assessments and yeah you know I don't really have a, a good memory of any of it um, I just remember, None of it is I, fun. I just remember being put on a bunch of drugs. Okay. And uh, being bounced from one drug to another, try to find something that fits. Did what did they say was? Now I know I don't like just so that you know I'm not a big uh, label person. Yeah. But what helps when we're talking to parents often is that if you can talk about whatever the diagnosis was, yeah, even the way it, relating to it. Yeah, yeah, if you can exactly, then at least uh, people have an idea of kind of where the grouping might be, right? And how they um, deal with it through medication or through holistic means. So. Yeah, because I'm completely against like the I think it's the DSIM uh, diagnostic. Is this the diagnostic man- test? The diagnostic manual for mental illnesses. I okay. find a lot of that is. I'm not that. I find it actually it just causes a lot of uh, problems. Okay. Uh, but no, that's okay. I, I was I was diagnosed with uh, OCD, ADD. It was a generalized anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that, those were the, the main ones. Um, they were saying maybe some other things, but those were the, the three main ones: that, uh, the OCD, ADD, and generalized anxiety disorder. Okay, so you, now you're talking about um, that they were putting you on on kinds of medication. Yeah, they're putting me on uh, antidepressants and SSRI medications yeah. to help uh, regulate brain brain chemistry. Did that help? Uh, from from my Looking back, I don't think it did. Uh, I just felt really confused, and okay. uh, you know, I just remember it being a, a big struggle the whole way through. And, uh, did you take them though for like a period of time? Uh, I took. Uh, I was on uh, pharmaceutical medication up until I was twenty. Okay. So actually, from the ages eight to twenty. So you know, that was quite a long time. That is a long time. And you know, I remember the whole way through. You know, I was never comfortable with the medication, okay. and uh, I go to doctors, and they would always. Give me uh, answers like you know, there's no silver bullet for what you have cure. Mm-hmm. They would relate it to things like diabetes and saying you know it's. They basically try to say it's a physical condition where you know, genetic or uh, basically trying to relate that as permanent and you just have to manage. Okay. And you're gonna be on these for the rest of your life. Okay. That was the general opinion I got from all the doctors I saw. Okay. And. And you weren't buying any of that. No, Good for you. Uh, and so you know, I've been off medication. I eventually, when I was twenty, I uh, I started really well, probably when I was eighteen. I started really researching holistic nutrition, alternative medicine, and uh, I went and saw a great. Uh, you know, I I got originally I just got off medication cold. I started weaning myself off mm-hmm. my dosage. You know, a couple weeks at a time, reduce reduce the amount, and then I found I did have negative. That was good for a couple months. And then I had, you know, I wasn't able to manage. Uh, I started having uh, other symptoms, anxiety coming back strong, you know, I, to the point where it was uh, hindering my ability just to function daily. Okay. So, you know, and th- that lasted for about a, almost a year. And then I met, uh, I went and saw a great uh, holistic uh, doctor, a naturopathic doctor. He got me on some herbal medication, mm-hmm. and that really helped. And, cool. Uh, so... I took that up until last year, and I've just been reducing that, and so I'm pretty much off everything now. So okay, does that, you know what? I'm gonna hold it right there. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. uh, thank you so much, Atticus. Parents, if you're coming back, yeah. I'm gonna have another interview with Atticus back to back, so that he can continue with his story. I really appreciate it, Atticus. Thank you yeah. so much for coming in. Or well, 
so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll yeah. pick up where we left off. Uh, parents, thanks so much for coming, and we'll see you on the other side. Please review our podcast on iTunes. This will help us spread our message and reach all those who need some support. Don't forget to follow Different From The Other Kids on Facebook and Twitter. We have a book on Amazon, all of these interviews. Thanks for all your support. We'll see you next week. Different From The Other Kids, Season 2, Production of Marketing Maven Agency. And now a disclaimer. In general, I, Angela Sunis, am not a doctor, and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I am not even that well educated. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on different from the other kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate health care provider. Thanks for listening to Different from the Other Kids, made possible with the support of My Mind Fitness, the holistic approach to a fit and healthy mind. You can find them online at www.mymindfitness.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.